They came. They came overland, probably hundreds of miles, most likely from Persia. They probably would have been followers of Zoroaster. That's not certain, but probably. Most likely, they were astrologers. We might, in our day, call them scientists. That's probably what they were in their own day, scientists. They're wise men of sorts, a kind of wise men. They came a great distance, following a star. It was thought in those days among Romans, Persians, even among Jews, that, that when a great person was born, a new star arose. And that, that was widely held throughout the ancient world. So when they saw a star, they, they were convinced that someone new had come, and they followed that star, followed that star all the way to Jerusalem. They asked King Herod, where is he who was born king of the Jews? Which did not set well with King Herod. He thought he was king of the Jews, and he was not looking for a successor. Nevertheless, they told him in Jerusalem that the king was to be the new king, the son of David, would be born in Bethlehem, as it says in the book of Micah. So off they went toward Bethlehem, and as they left Jerusalem, the star that they had seen and followed all the way from Persia, well, it made a sharp left turn and turned towards Bethlehem and led them right to the house where the child was. Right to the very house. Have you ever seen a star that will tell you an exact location? The exact house? Have you ever seen a star that makes uh, 90 degree turns? No. You know, some people try to figure out how this might have been a conjunction of different stars or whatever. Forget all, it's just a miracle. Take it for a miracle, that's what it is. A miracle, a miracle. They were led there. It said they went in the house and they saw Mary and the child. And they knelt to worship him. Then they offered their gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, precious gifts. Then, being warned in a dream, they, they headed home by another way. I want to say uh, three things about this story. Good old three-point sermon right here. Three points. First of all, I want to ask you a question. In this story, who is the seeker and who is the sought? Who is the seeker? And who is the sought? I think most of us read a story like this and we see the wise men as the seekers. They were seeking Jesus. They, they followed the star, but they were looking for this king of the Jews. They sought him in Jerusalem and then they, they were seeking him in Bethlehem. We often think, of, think that's the way it is in our lives, that we are the seekers. For whatever reason, we, we choose to follow Jesus. 
we seek God, we, we seek faith, we seek, we seek. I remember many years ago, 40 years ago now in Kansas City, I think it was all over the United States. Some, I doubt if anyone else here is old enough to remember, but there was a big evangelism program called I Found It. Do any of you remember that? I Found It. And there were big posters, billboards, and uh, bumper stickers, bumper stickers all over. People had bumper stickers that said, I found it, I found it. Uh, as if they were the ones looking for it, you know. I, I remember driving down Troost Avenue. Troost is in one of the rougher sections of Kansas City, Missouri. And following a, 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 an older Corvette, Chevy Corvette, convertible, and driving this Corvette was a guy with about three days stubble of beard and a you know, stub of cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And on his bumper it said, I lost it. <laughs> and I could believe it. I could believe it. He looked like he had lost it. But we have this idea that we are, we are the seekers. We are the seekers. We're the ones that seek until we find. But I would like to suggest to you that in this story, it's just the other way around. Where'd the star come from? Who put that star in the sky? Who put it there? God put it there. God put that star in the sky. Who, who brought that star across the sky? It was God. It was God who led them, led them all the way to Jerusalem. Without the star, they never would have known. They never would have gotten there. You see, I think God had chosen them to be his witnesses. In fact, if you, if you read the Bible carefully and, and, and connect the dots, they were probably chosen before the world began, huh? Chosen before time for that journey. So God was seeking them. They were the ones being sought, sought to follow, follow all the way to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem and to the Christ child. That he might find them. That he might find them. And so it is with you. You may think that you got up this morning and made a decision to come to church. Well, bless your hearts. I would like to say that behind that decision, behind that decision, was a God who was prompting you to come here. And that if you are here, it's because God has called you here. It is God who has brought you here, not you yourself. Oh, I mean, you have the pedal power to get here. But God called you here. And if you are here, and you are here, you who are here, God has called you here because he wants you as his children. You are his children. You are precious to him. That's why he's brought you here. He's brought you here for no other purpose than, and I might say this to you right now, you are children of God. You are loved. You are precious. He bled and died for you, for each and every one of you. Each and every one. I'd like to look every one of you in the eye and say that. Each and every one. You are precious. You are the ones that have been sought. Just, just like that shepherd. Do you remember the shepherd who, who, who sought out the lost sheep? He leaves the 99 and goes after that one lost sheep until he finds it. 
That's the best part of that story. Until he finds it. And then he throws it on his shoulders, brings it home, and throws a party. Because the lost one is found. Or the woman who finds her lost coin. Remember that? Or that man who, who finds a pearl. And he sells everything he has to buy that pearl. God has been searching for you since, ah, uh, before the world began. Bringing you into his fellowship. Bringing you here today. You might, you might say, everything up until today was headed toward this day when you would come here and be with us. Be with him. Because he wants you. And he won't let you go. Now, the second thing I want to mention is what I mentioned on Christmas Day, and, and many of you were not here on Christmas Day, so I'll just repeat it. Uh, where was the baby at? Where was it born, Jesus? Where was he born? In Bethlehem of Judea. Bethlehem of Judea. And you Hebrew scholars know that Bethlehem translates house of bread. House of bread. He was found there in the house of bread. Isn't that amazing? See, I, I just don't think there are many coincidences in the Bible. I think nearly everything that happens is of a purpose. He was found in the house of bread. Huh. Where is he today? Where will he be for you today? In the house of bread. Right here. You see, you, you, no matter how hard you try or whatever you want, you can't get back there. You can't get back to year one. You can't get back to that house in Bethlehem long ago. You can't see that baby as he was then. No, you live in 2015, a long time later. But you can still come to the house of bread. The house of bread. You can hold that that precious one in your hands. Like them, you can kneel before him. Kneel before, think of that. Kneel before the Christ child. He's here for you. And you will find him in the house of bread. He'll give himself to you. He'll share his life with you. Loves you. One thing further. At the end of the story, and it says, they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, and they went home by another, our, our, our translation said, by another road. And that's a, that's a legitimate translation. The old King James said, and I think rightly so, said, by another way. By another way. Again, I don't think that's a coincidence. By another way, they had come to another way. Do you know in, in, in the book of Acts, at least a half a dozen times, the faith, Christianity, is called what? The way. The way. Jesus calls himself the way and the truth and the life. In that meeting with Jesus, they had come to another way another way. 
We don't know what was going on in their minds, we, what was going on in their hearts, we, we, we don't know. I think Matthew is telling us they, they had come to something different. They went home by another way. They weren't the same. They weren't the same as when they came. They were different people. Different. Because they had met the Lord. In that case, the Lord was just a tiny baby. It didn't matter. Because somehow or other, they knew in that child, the world was changed. The world was changed. The Herods of the world were not in charge anymore. The one who reaches out in love and forgiveness and healing and hope, he had come. He had come. And they were part of another way, this new way, the Christian way. And so it is with you. You've been called here to this way, to find your way home today in this way. Because you are the children of God. You. I say that without reservation to every person here. That's his word for you. You are his child. You are his beloved. He's called you. He loves you. He's forgiven you. He will take you to his everlasting home. And you don't need to worry about that because all the promises are sealed in blood, sealed on the cross, and they can't be changed ever, 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 ever. They're sealed for certain. And you are the children of God, the sought-after children of God, the children who meet this child at the house of bread. Children who can go home today by another way.